It's time to eat. Get in my belly! Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. And if you are looking for a place to make your online wagers, it's betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1. Your online sports book experts. He is Evan Silva, the best in the business at Evan Silva. You can check him out, of course, always at rotoworld.com and on the Twitter handle I just gave you. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, loves fantasy. I think now, I, I didn't even check. I'm sure I lost, so I would be 6 and 2 so far in the season because I needed like 57 points from. Kelvin, it's all about the Benjamins, and it did not come through for me. You know what does come through, though, Evan? Keeps.com. I don't know if I've told you about this, but I love Keeps.com. I'll tell you why. Because the two medicines that they send you in the mail, I was already taking. I had already been to doctors and said, look, I'm on TV. I like to try to keep my hair. This is okay. We'll just rub this on your bald spot in the morning and at night and take this pill. Boom. I've been doing it because I'm kind of on TV. I don't know how to tell you guys this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So I'm kind of trying to keep my hair. By the way, some of you have actually not seen that movie and won't know that's a joke and will just think that I'm being like pretentious, which is really, really sad. It's called Anchorman. Go rent it, or you don't even rent things. Just <laughs> just watch the movie. It's kind of a good movie. Anyway, keeps.com slash feast. It's the same medicine your doctor would tell you to take. You just do it online. You save money. You save a ton of time, and they just send it right to your house. Keeps.com slash feast. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast. They give you a free month of treatment. When you go to keeps.com slash feast. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow. Evan, let's get into the late games here on part two. The show that's so nice, we do it twice. And we'll start with the Texans and the Broncos. And I need your Demarius Thomas breakdown, Evan, for both teams. Yeah, for both teams. Um, Well, I'll start with the Broncos. So we're pulling... Seven targets per game and 25% of their air yards just out of the offense and and removing it. Um, The primary obvious beneficiary is Cortland Sutton, who I think immediately becomes a wide receiver three who can become a wide receiver two. Um, You know, Cortland Sutton was already getting a lot of end zone targets. Like in week five alone, he had five end zone targets. Um, and then uh, he is, you know, he was a pretty close third on the team in air yards. He actually was leading the team in air yards for a while. Uh, but I think that he immediately is a really strong play at home against the Texans, who have just been crippled by injuries at cornerback and uh, especially at outside cornerback. Jonathan Joseph is not going to play in this game due to a high ankle sprain and an MCL sprain. They lost Kevin Johnson early in the year uh, to uh, a severe concussion. Um, Sharice Wright, too, we would actually rather him be out there 
but he has missed time. Um, I think that Cortland Sutton can explode. And, you know, this guy, Demarius Thomas, that they traded, he won a Super Bowl with them. You know, he's like, you know, he, he was like a franchise stalwart. And they traded him away. And, you know, in front of the home crowd, um, I think they are incentivized to push targets in the direction of Cortland Sutton and show the home crowd, especially in a game where Demarius is playing. Um, I think they're incentivized to try to get, you know, make it so that Cortland Sutton has a big game, and I think that he will, uh, based on his spiked opportunity, based on his talent, and based on his matchup. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders injured his shoulder uh, last week. That is always concerning. You know, don't want to see Emmanuel Sanders playing at less than 100% because we have seen him play at less than 100% like he did last year, and he can be highly ineffective. Uh, But it looks like he's going to be okay. I'm expecting a full practice week. Um, And he has a good matchup, too. And, you know, he has clearly been uh, Case Keenum's most trusted target. I think that Case Keenum is, um, you know, one of the weaker streamer plays on the board. But uh, at the same time, like he is, I would have him as a top 15 quarterback in terms of rankings, uh, maybe top 18 in terms of rankings for week nine uh Royce Freeman I don't know if he's gonna be back man but I want to see Philip Lindsay get another big workload because uh, he looked excellent against Kansas City I mean almost single-handedly kept them in that game uh, Philip Lindsay is a really really fun little back and if you grabbed him in dynasty or something I mean you you stumbled into a pot of gold and you probably had no idea uh, because Royce Freeman was Super, super hyped uh, as a fantasy back and looked apart in the preseason. Uh, But he's been severely outplayed by uh, Philip Lindsay, who wasn't even drafted. Um, On the other side, the Texans. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I don't think that he's, you know, he's got like two practices and a walkthrough to learn the offense you know, to, to build any kind of chemistry with uh, Deshaun Watson. I just don't think it's going to happen. And they have a bye next week. Um, so they can work in more into the offense then. But it wouldn't surprise me if he's just out there on passing downs or, you know, they, they kind of ease him in a little bit. Um, you know, they're certainly going to throw him a couple of targets. But I, there's no way to think that he's going to be the, the focal point of of anything that they do in their passing game this week. Uh, I think that it's a huge DeAndre Hopkins game. You know, you go back and look at when Will Fuller has been out, and he's been out uh, nine games uh, in his career, so a little bit over half of a season in terms of sample size. DeAndre Hopkins averages three more targets per game and one and a half more catches per game uh, when Will Fuller is out. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's got monster upside in a game like this, like 13, 14, 15 target upside, no problem uh, with uh, Will Fuller out of the way. Um, <clears throat> Kiki QT, if he comes back from his hamstring injury, he's going to be facing off with Chris Harris in the slot. No thanks. Uh, Ryan Griffin has missed the last two weeks, the, the Texans tight end with an illness. Don't know if he's going to play. Uh, Lamar Miller has ran at a really high level, two two games in a row, um, and the Broncos have not been good in run defense since very early in the season. So 
Uh, Lamar Miller, solid RB2 play. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked great uh, in the Thursday night game. Only at 20 attempts. But he threw five touchdown passes. Uh, he only scrambled once, but he um, but he gained 14. I thought he looked really good. On, you know, he took kind of a hard spill, uh, which man, but it was good to see him bounce right back up uh, after dealing with that collapsed lung and broken rib. I think that he's an every week fantasy starter, and I think that um, <clears throat> like Deshaun Watson plus DeAndre Hopkins, and then bring it back with Cortland Sutton. I think is an interesting. Uh, fantasy uh, or DFS uh, kind of stack. I, I think that this game can go over the total. Uh, we can move on to the next one. All right, let's do it, Evan. Chargers and the Seahawks. Yeah, Russell Wilson is just on this unsustainable tear in terms of uh, touchdown rate over his last three games. Only fifth, or he only has fifty-four attempts, so fewer than twenty attempts per game. But he's thrown nine touchdown passes. That's good for about a seventeen percent touchdown rate. Uh, the the uh, largest touchdown rate in NFL history was two thousand four. Uh, Peyton Manning at under ten percent. So we know that Russell Wilson is due for regression. I mean, he can't continue to throw touchdown passes. At a, at a, a clip like this, uh, so <clears throat> you know we have to expect some regression. Uh, I think he's really still just a low end quarterback. One does not look right for, from a leg standpoint, uh, and uh, you know was hoping to see him uh, get out and run a little bit more uh, last week, uh, coming off the bye, but just just doesn't have it, man. He's a pocket passer this year uh, that has boded well for uh, David Moore, uh, the breakout second year player who, you know, has really benefited from this crazy touchdown rate that Russell Wilson has put together. Um, but I mean, he is a, a legit playmaker and, you know, they cut Brandon Marshall. That's going to lock him in as a full-time player with uh, bigger target upside <clears throat> You know, going from a guy who's playing like 60, 70% of the snaps who got can, to a guy who can now play 80-plus. Uh, and uh, David Moore, I think, is still a little bit touchdown dependent, but um, uh, 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 on the, the fringe as like a wide receiver three slash four. It's going to be up and down for Doug Baldwin. You know, he's a guy that has generally needed volume as a slot receiver, and the volume has not been there in the Seahawks offense. Uh, as a slot receiver, though, I think that he can have a good game in this one against the Chargers. Desmond King has not been as good in the slot this season. Uh, before the Chargers by Tajay Sharp uh, had a pretty big game in the slot for the Titans, over 100 yards on seven catches. Uh, so I, I think that we should continue to roll with Doug Baldwin while accepting that he is more of an up-and-down wide receiver three than the borderline wide receiver one that he, he's been for uh, numerous years. Tyler Lockett, uh, he is the, the big play <clears throat> receiver. I think that Casey Hayward will, will chase him around in this game, although he may chase uh, David Moore from a size standpoint. That can make sense. 
but you know we know what we're getting into with Tyler Lockett. He needs um, a touchdown to hit. You know he's not out here having 120 yard games. He's not out here getting big targets. Uh, so he's a, a you know a wide receiver three slash flex touchdown dependent. Rashad Penny did not play a single offensive snap in Week Eight, coming off the bye. Chris Carson dominated the workload, and I expect him to do the same this week against the Chargers, who have not been as good against the run. Mike Davis is number two in Seattle. Ed Dixon came off PUP, only had two targets, but made a couple of big plays. Again, the Chargers have shut down tight ends with Derwin James and um, just strong safety play overall. Uh, and they've got good coverage linebackers. Uh, so not, not trying to chase that with Ed Dixon. Um, Phillip Rivers has been really consistent this year, but you know, so has the, the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense lost a lot of key players. I expected them to take a huge step back this year, but they have not. And uh, they're getting you know the most out of, out of their young players. So I, I have pretty low expectations this week in Seattle for Phillip Rivers. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, he isn't, he's an every week RB1. Does not matter who he's playing. Uh, so not trying to overthink the matchup with him. Uh, this, assume this assumes that he comes back. I think that he's fully expected to be back. He didn't miss that London game. Austin Eckler played almost every snap in that game. Got, what, 17 touches. Didn't do a whole lot. I mean, he scored like nine or ten st- uh, non or uh, standard league points and like 14 PPR points. Um, but, you know, that's a reminder that if – Melvin Gordon like has a setback with his hamstring, um, then Austin Eckler would be getting a very, very big workload. They only ran 44 plays in that game. That was really what hurt Austin Eckler. <clears throat> I think Keenan Allen is uh, one of the best by-low by targets in all season-long fantasy, and I think that he can have a big game in the slot against uh, Seattle. He also runs routes on the outside. And, um the uh, the the uh, uh, Seahawks uh, right starting uh, right cor- right cornerback Trey Flowers fifth round rookie um, he got lit up by Marvin Jones last week uh, so that's something to keep in mind uh, we can move on to the next one okay um, how about the Rams and the Saints. Yeah, it's just a fire of the cannons game. I mean, 60-point total. You know, Drew Brees locked to bounce back from last week. What just amounted to a run-heavy, you know, special teams-heavy, Alvin Kamara-heavy game. Drew Brees bounces back immediately. Uh, and I think that uh, Michael Thomas does as well. Michael Thomas still had what, five for 81 last week. Uh, you know, so you, you got away with some production. Nobody else had production in the Saints pass catcher core. Traquan Smith, I think this is a potential breakout game for him. Um, since he took over in the old Ted Ginn role uh, three games ago, he's right behind Michael Thomas in terms of air yards. Uh, he's got eight fewer targets. I'm sorry, seven fewer targets, but he's right behind him in terms of air yards. 
And these Rams perimeter cornerbacks continued to struggle last week. You know, it was Devontae Adams just dominating Marcus Peters. And then on the other side, Marcus Valdez scampling, um, getting loose for, for a touchdown down the right sideline. Uh, you know, Traquan Smith can, can do very similar things to that. Um, <clears throat> ben Watson's playing time just evaporated last week. Uh, almost certainly because, uh, you know, how uh, just kind of how the game worked out. Um, but Josh Hill playing like 70% of the snaps and then Ben Watson only playing 14, you know, that's, that's a reminder that uh, Ben Watson is, you know, in this tight end rotation. Uh, and Dan Arnold also, this converted wide receiver, um, you know, they, so they have three guys involved, and that's a reminder of, of Ben Watson's floor. He did not have a catch last week. Um, Alvin Kamara balling and uh, had a big game, over 100 yards and a touchdown against the Rams when these teams played last year. And, and the Rams' run defense was better than last year than, than it uh, has been so far this season. Uh, we saw Aaron Jones light him up <clears throat> last week. Mark Ingram has kind of settled into the you know twelve to fifteen touch role uh, behind Alvin Kamara, um, not getting as much scoring position usage, and that has really hurt Mark Ingram. It uh, makes him more of an, an RB two slash flex play. He has not scored since that Week Five game uh, against the Redskins on Monday night. Uh, so. But yeah, I mean that's that's how I see the the Saints side. Uh, Cameron Meredith has not had a target since that Week Five game. The Rams uh, they're getting Cooper Cup back, so that's going to send Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods back outside uh, against the Saints, and Cooper Cup gets the best matchup against PJ Williams in the slot for the Saints. The Saints uh, signed Patrick Robinson to be their slot corner. He broke his leg in Week Two. And uh, P.J. Williams has been the guy filling in. Saints did not shadow with Marshawn Lattimore last week. Uh, They went with um, Eli Apple at right corner. I'm sorry, at left corner and Marshawn Lattimore at right corner. Um, And Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks move around a ton. So, uh, we'd rather have that. We, we'd rather have Marshawn Lattimore not attached to one receiver, just playing on one side, um, and then Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods can have uh, big games, uh, you know, and and avoid never uh, uh, avoid Marshawn Lattimore or Sean McVay once happen. <clears throat> By the way, Jair Alexander had an unbelievable game, uh, the rookie cornerback against Brandon Cooks last week. Brandon Cooks had almost 200 air yards, fourth most in the NFL in week eight. They held him to 74 yards. Uh, Jair Alexander broke up, broke up numerous big play chances to Brandon Cooks, which was frustrating uh, as someone who had a lot of Brandon Cooks in daily fantasy, but you, know, you gotta, gotta take your hat off to the rookie. And Jair Alexander had an unbelievable game. Um, you know, we know the deal with Todd Gurley. We know the deal with Jared Goff. Huge upside plays with safe floors. We can move on to the next one. 
All right, the next one is a marquee one. It's Sunday night football Patriots where Belichick admits they've got a running back issue. They were giving Cordero Patterson carries the other night against the Packers who traded Ty Montgomery and HaHa Clinton Dix. Yeah, this is the uh, second highest total game on the slate. Uh, the first one, of course, Rams Saints, which we just discussed. Second one, Pats Packers. Third one is uh, Buccaneers Panthers, which we discussed on the first podcast. Um, but I mean, I think this is a very much another fire the cannons game. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady at quarterback. They should trade blows. Uh, the running back situation has narrowed in Green Bay. You know, we talk about how, like, when the the uh, Patriots get down to only using two, only having two backs, you know, both guys can go off. I don't think that necessarily Jamal Williams is going to go off, um, but I, it, but it's clear that they uh, view him as their goal line back. I think, um, <clears throat> and that puts him kind of in play as as a flex option. But Aaron Jones obviously is the guy. Uh, who has a, a chance to be a really big play, um, you know, fantasy contributor, and uh, should be in all fantasy lineups this week uh, as an RB two against a Patriots defense that has not been great against the run. They did do a really good job against Lashawn McCoy uh, in the running game last week, uh, but they have been injured at linebacker. You know, Dante Hightower did not play last week. Jawan Bentley uh, went on IR early, so. All that bodes well. Uh, Jimmy Graham had a touchdown pulled off the board last week, ruled down at the one-yard line. Jamal Williams runs it in uh, two plays later. You know, I, what I thought was cool was that you know, after Jimmy Graham made that great play uh, to get you know close to the end zone, Aaron Rodgers tried to go to him the, on the very next play uh, at the one-yard line. Um, the, the, unfortunately he was covered, uh, and they couldn't get it to him and they wound up just giving, you know, putting it in Jamal Williams belly. But I thought that that was cool. And Jimmy Graham has played really well, uh, for the Packers this year. And I'm not sure that, uh, the Patriots are, are quite equipped to, to handle him. Um, Stefan Gilmore is going to be on Devonte Adams in this game, you know, and Stefan Gilmore has been playing just lights out. Uh, so it is a concern. The The good news with Devontae Adams is that uh, Aaron Rodgers will throw him the ball even when he's covered. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to overthink it with Devontae Adams, but I do think it's worth acknowledging just how good Stephon Gilmore has been uh, and that it's very, very likely that he's going to he's going to chase Devontae Adams around the field, at least when he pl- when, whenever he plays on the outside, the Packers came uh, back from their bye in week seven <clears throat> using what amounted to like a four or five man receiver rotation. Devontae Adams was the one uh, in terms of routes run. Geronimo Allison was the two. Uh, and then Marcus Valdez Scantling was the very close three. And then Randall Cobb was the four and Equanimia St. Brown was the five. So that's going to make it difficult to use Randall Cobb, even in, in, in higher scoring games. Um, and, but I mean, I think that he is—he'd be a low, very low end wide receiver three slash flex. Marcus Valdez Scantling is still a pretty low end 
wide receiver three slash flex because I feel like he, he could just flip back at any moment. Uh, but man, this dude has serious, serious big playability. Um, and then Geronimo Allison, although he did not have a good game, um, I think that uh, he is still in play as a lower end wide receiver three slash flex. Gronk is just just not the same this year, man. And, and you know you've tweeted about it with the back. Um, you know we we just have to lower expectations. We're not pulling him out of our fantasy lineups, but doesn't look like he's going to be uh, the big time difference maker in the box score that he has been. Uh, you know they they even hold him in at times as a blocker and uh, on third downs, which are key passing situations. Starting to get a cold. Yeah, well, Evan, <clears throat> I've been there. I got a major okay. cold, and I'll say this: I, I tweeted this the other night at Ross Tucker NFL. He had a tremendous catch, but watching him run and even watching him walk off the field at the end of a drive. Maybe it takes a bad back guy to no one. He's had four surgeries, had four back surgeries, and I just, I mean, he missed the game against the Bears. We don't have to speculate whether or not it's bothering him. It's clearly bothering him again. And by the way, not that he's asking, but if he asked me, I would tell him to retire as soon as this season is over because it's not going to, like, get better, you know, when he's 40 years old or 50 years old or whatever. But I do think it, it affects him for the rest of this game. What about, are you done with the Patriots side of it? <clears throat> no. Um, uh, I mean, Edelman has just been just eaten and, you know, playing in, in the slot, playing in the slot uh, is good for him because it'll keep him away from Jair Alexander. Um, but I mean, he should continue to eat. Uh, Tremont Williams actually played slot corner for the Packers last week. Really old dude. I think that Julian Edelman, uh, can have his way against him. Um, we are going to see, you know, Josh Gordon, <clears throat> he got the Tredavious White treatment on Monday night. He's probably going to be matched up with Jair Alexander in this game. Um, Jair Alexander is not like a big dude, though. Uh, and so he, you know, really matched up with um, Brandon Cooks a little bit better than he would match up with Josh Gordon. Now, we have, like, off-field issues to concern ourselves with Josh Gordon. you got to, like, monitor him every day. Uh, but it is good, theoretically, for his stock that the, the Patriots did not make a move for a receiver at the deadline as they were rumored to be uh, wanting to do. So uh, that is notable, uh, certainly. But, you know, him showing up late, like, that, that isn't going to fly. You know, he probably is, like – one more tardy away from maybe, you know, getting cut off the team. He's got to get it together. Um, <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, you mentioned Cordero Patterson. I mean, James White, you know, we, we know the story. Uh, is Sony Michelle going to be back? I don't know. Cordero Patterson, he made a few explosive plays, but he also, you know, he's not a natural back there. And um, I don't, I'm not sure that that's something that they're going to try to do again. Uh, but it, it is some, It is like a situation to monitor. Uh, you know, using him at running back, um, coming out, they use him as like their, their starting running back. But the results were, were very mixed, I thought. Um, Chris Hogan made, you know, just enough plays. He's just, 
you know, he's like a complimentary role player. He almost had a touchdown uh, last week. He's like a, a, you know, kind of a volatile wide receiver for slash flex. And we can move on to the Monday nighter. All right. Monday nighter, Titans, Cowboys. I think that this sets up as just a monster Zeke game because, you know, you got the Cowboys coming off their, their bye. Um, they should be healthier. Hopefully, Zach Martin is in there at uh, right guard. He suffered an in, an MCL sprain before the bye. But, you know, the Titans just cannot score points. And the Cowboys' defense should be at full strength. Um, and I, I really like the Cowboys' defense. I mean, I like every level of the Cowboys' defense uh, when, it, when it is at full strength. And, I, you know, the, the Titans just can't score. So, I think it sets up as a game that the Cowboys really can control and give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott like 30 times. Um, <clears throat> the Cowboys are kind of <clears throat> incentivized to use Amari Cooper um, or to try to you know feed him targets in front of the home crowd. That's really all you can have to hang your hat on, though. You know, he goes from a team that was 12th in the NFL in pass attempts from the Raiders to a team that's 29th and goes from a team that was third in the NFL in completion rate. The Raiders have been completing 72% of their passes uh, to a team that uh, is uh, uh, 24th in completion rate. Uh, Cowboys are down at 62%. So it's not a good trade for Amari Cooper's fantasy value at all. You know, he's a boomer bust wide receiver three slash flex option. Um, and it really doesn't matter who he's playing against. Titans have been great against slot receivers, and uh, that doesn't bode well for Cole Beasley. Again, I think it's just a, it's a classic Ezekiel Elliott game. Another thing I liked that the Cowboys were doing before the bye is using Dak Prescott more as a runner. Um, I think that that actually can come back around and help Zeke Elliott. Uh, and then on the other side, man, I mean, it's just it's it's sad. You know, it's it's sad. I I don't know what to say other than uh, start the Cowboys' fantasy defense. Uh, I'm trying to stream them wherever I can pick them up. I didn't notice they were on a lot of waiver wires, um, but I'm trying to get them wherever I can. They're top five in the NFL and sack rate, top five and in, in hit rate. You know, facing this this offense that just has not gotten anything. Um, not gotten anything uh, going at, at any point, and signed uh, signed uh, uh, Jalston Fowler, a lead blocking fullback. Uh, you know, probably in a sign that hey, you know, we're not going to be good in the passing game this year, and we are just going to try to run the ball down people's throats and you know be like a poor man's version of what the Cowboys were. Uh, a couple of years ago when they were good. Uh, but Zeke Elliott game, Cowboys defense, uh, you know, that that's that's what I'm looking at on Monday night. I like it, uh, Evan. Excellent, excellent work. Just like there's always excellent work over at betonline.ag when you use the promo code PODCAST1. That's the key. Betonline.ag. 
Use the promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% welcome bonus. And like I said on yesterday's show, I've got $100 to give out to five of you. But I literally cannot. They just deposit it in your account. So you have to go ahead and make sure you have an account at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1. Once you have said account, then I can give you five of the $100 credits that I have to give out. We do have an email, Evan, that I forgot to get to. Term our dude, Minish Bula. He's the man. He's, he once, uh, wow, his question was about Amari Cooper and his season-long value. Looks like this was actually from several weeks ago. And he said, um, he said uh, he was worried about Amari Cooper's schedule going against Chris Harris and uh, Casey Hayward, Patrick Peterson. Um, but it sounds like basically I think the question is, you know, this is after he had a big week two, I guess. Um, you know, earlier in the year, Amari Cooper had a big game and he was just wondering about Amari for the rest of the year. But I think you just kind of said your Amari Cooper thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm worried about the volume. Um, they, but again, you know, they are like incentivized because they gave up so much to get him to really try to make it work, you know, and <clears throat> and they and to move him around. And, you know, I mean, they gave up so much. That is a lot to give up. For a dude that like leads the NFL and drops since 2016, you know, has been super up and down. Had his passion for the game question in uh, Oakland, you know, has struggled to beat press coverage. Um, you know, it was just a lot to give up, and um, you know they they're going to try to make it work. That that's really what you're you're kind of hoping for, uh, because in terms of volume and terms of efficiency uh he's really downgrading offenses that'll do it that's how we close out sorry Minish, we were a little late on that but hopefully you didn't stick with him anyway you guys know the deal apple podcast rate and review for the free men we love the retweets and appreciate it i think we're done here thanks for listening to the fantasy feast podcast Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.